And he dipped his hand into his pocket, and he pulled it out and gave it to me. Just like that. <laughs> I was dumbfounded. I began to protest. I, you don't want to give the Pearl of Great Price to me. <laughs> don't you want to keep it? But, and as I kept it up, he finally said, look, is it better to have the pearl of great price or to give it away? Well, now I have it. I don't tell many people. Some people would just mock me, ridicule me. You, you have the pearl of great price. <laughs> Other people might get jealous. Someone might steal it. So yes, I have it. But there's that question. Is it better to have the pearl of great price or to give it away? How long is that question going to rob me of my joy? Why not? That was the first thing he said to me. He'd never seen me before. I hadn't spoken. Why not? I knew he had me. I brought up excuses. My wife, the people I work with. Not enough time. Guess it's my temperament. <laughs> there was a sword hanging on the wall. He took it down and gave it to me. Here, with this sword, you can cut through any barriers. I took it and slipped away without saying a word. Back in my room, in the guest house, I sat down, kept looking at that sword. I knew what he said was true. But in the morning, I returned his sword. How can I live without my excuses? I knew there were many interesting sights. But I didn't want any more of the little answers. I wanted the big answer. So I asked the guest master to show me to the house of the Christian God. <clears throat> I sat myself down, quite willing to wait for the big answer. I remained silent all day long far into the night. I looked God into the eye. I guess he was looking me in the eye. Late, late at night, I seemed to hear a voice. What are you leaving out?
I looked around. I heard it again. What are you leaving out? Was it my imagination? (laughs) Soon it seemed to be coming from all around me, whispering, roaring, What are you leaving out? What are you leaving out? Was I cracking up? I managed to get to my feet. I I left the room. I, I guess I wanted the comfort of a human face, of at least a human voice. Nearby, there was a corridor where some of the monks lived, and I knocked on the first door. What do you want? said a tired voice. What am I leaving out? Me. I went to the second door. What do you want? What am I leaving out, me? A third cell, a fourth, the same answer. (laughs) They're all just stuck on themselves. I was disgusted. I left the building. Right at that moment, the sun was coming up. Now, I've never talked to the sun before, but I found myself pleading What am I leaving out? And the sun said, Me. That finished me. I threw myself to the ground. And the earth said, Me. The stories that you're hearing today are from a book that's held a special place in my heart for more than three decades since I first discovered it in college, and I just told you how old I am. They're all told by a visitor to the Magic Monastery who goes there for spiritual retreats. Reminding me of the parables of Jesus, these are simple stories, but stories that cut to the bone. They yank us out of the noiseless tenor of our ways. They force us to reevaluate how we're living our lives. Those of you who know me, and uh, you know, and I'm guessing that those of you who don't know me might guess, that I have an extraordinary gift for making everything about me. And it is. You see the problem. So I've chosen stories from Tales of a Magic Monastery that remind me that it isn't about me, I mean. I've got a feeling that I'm not alone in struggling with this. So if I'm not, I hope that these stories speak to you too, that they light a flame in your hearts. And I hope that someday soon, each one of you will find an opportunity to have a retreat at the Magic Monastery. I asked each of the monks I met this question. What great blunder have you made? One answered, there was a stone in my room. I didn't love it. 
Another one said, I called myself a Christian, but I didn't become Christ. I asked the first, what do you mean? You didn't love a stone? I just didn't love it. I was so close to redeeming the whole world. But I looked down on that stone. I asked the second, what do you mean you didn't become Christ? Is one supposed to become Christ? I kept putting distance between myself and Christ by seeking, by praying, by studying. I kept deploring the distance, but I didn't realize I was the one who was creating it. But are we supposed to become Christ? No distance. Let us pray. Holy God, God of sacred stories, God who is the keeper of our hearts, we thank you for the witness of holy word. Through it, you nurture our imaginations, touch our feelings, increase our awareness, and challenge our assumptions. When we hear holy word, it is to have a mirror held up to us so that we can see ourselves as we are, oriented towards all things me. Shaper of our lives, mold us today. Craft us into people who see ourselves as you see us, as beloved ones, called to see our neighbors right beside us, working among us and neighbors within our community and beyond. Bless us as we hear holy word this day. Speak to each of us, speak to all of us, make us hearers and doers of your word. Amen. I sat there in awe as the old monk answered our questions. I'm usually actually very shy, but I found myself so comfortable that I found myself raising my hand. Father, could you tell us something about yourself? Myself? My name used to be me. But now it's you.